Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. JC Weaver is here with us today to talk about her book, Can't Fight the Mistletoe. <laughs> uh, when New Mexico resident and USA Today bestselling author JC Weaver isn't reading or writing, she enjoys dates with her brainiac hubby, drinking coffee, crafting, pretending she's a nature photographer, and making her teenagers cringe. <laughs> Thank you for being here, JC. That last Hi, one's pretty, so pretty easy to do, I think. Oh, yeah. It takes absolutely no effort at all. <laughs> So we will start as we usually do by saying, JC, tell us a little bit about the book. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so it's a romantic comedy and it's, I think, probably my first official foray into the genre. I put a lot of humor into my other books and I have some that are like rom-com adjacent, but I really wanted <laughs> I this one that. to be <laughs> a little bit more straight up rom-com. Um, and I absolutely love Dan and Alessia. They, um, Alessia started talking to me just so loudly <laughs> or rolling her eyes, I guess I should say that was her first <laughs> did for me. Um, and since that, that is, uh, a quality that we share, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to write her. Um, I love, uh, loathe to love. It's one of my favorite genres. So I wanted to incorporate that too. So I'm hoping it all came together well. <laughs> excellent excellent all right Narelle jump in you go I'm first first all right so <laughs> let's talk about Alessia so she's a at the, we'll start go back to the beginning of the story so she's a very independent person which I really like I like strong independent heroines but sometimes they can be a little bit too independent and I think Alessia tends to fall into that category so um she's got a really complicated and complex family background that's quite unusual um, for what you'll typically see in CCR, which I found fascinating. And in particular, her relationships with her parents have impacted who she is as a person and what neuroses that she has. And it can also hold her back in terms of relationships. So what I thought we could talk about with Alessia is how um, her parents and probably her dad in particular has impacted her attitudes and how she relates to people in general. So I go first. Yep, <laughs> that's you. Yes, it's you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, um, being that her dad, uh, you know, she was raised in that nuclear family for, you know, the first 12 years of her life. And so there was a little bit of that stability. Um, and then all of a sudden, her parents, her parents are splitting because news of her dad's infidelities had come out and not only infidelity but multiple children from multiple mothers across the country <laughs> and I don't know where exactly that came from as I was writing but things happen that <laughs> so, corner right back here in your brain that one that yes one. yeah yes. but you know it's funny because um one of my critique partners actually mentioned that that isn't all that different from her relationship with her dad. So mm -hmm. it was nice to know that it does happen. Yeah. Well, sort of, sort of nice, yeah. to know. nice to know. <laughs> I mean, it's not really nice to know. I kind of hate that for her. Um, but I mean, it's, I guess I should say it's validating. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it makes it relatable. Yes. That? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's much better. I'm, uh, <laughs> 
I got to ease back into the groove here. It's been a while since I've been on <laughs> the story chats. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really loved, I loved hearing her voice and just trying to understand and pick apart what it was that made her independent. Why doesn't she need people? Why doesn't she need help? Why is it that she doesn't trust anybody? Why is it that every time she just thinks of Dan or Danger Stevens, he <laughs> elicits an eye roll? Like why, why would that happen? Especially because I knew that Dan was just going to be Mr. Nice Guy and an absolute ray of sunshine and have wonderful family. So I knew readers would love him at least I hoped readers would love him because I love him <laughs> but for her oh, I knew she needed to have to tell me more about herself in order to uh, be able to like her because so many times when you have an independent heroine who is um just so independent to the point where she almost has a chip on her shoulder um and she treats him so rudely in the beginning. There's no way we're going to like her at all unless we can understand why she is the way she is. Yeah. I think you yeah. pulled that part off um, because her her inner monologue was, yes, very eye-rolly. And if <laughs> you folks read the story, you'll know what we mean by all this eye-roll stuff. Alessia is a pro. Um, but yeah, I think that we we begin to understand quickly um where that chip comes from i guess yeah and it does make her relatable yes I agree. yes <laughs> and i liked how it i liked how it played out so often i can get frustrated with a book where you start off with a character that has a particular issue but then the story never touches on dealing with it so it's kind of like the character stays flat all the way through whereas what I really enjoyed about Alessia's character is we actually got to see that character growth and she then had to confront things in the story and I thought that was done in a very plausible and interesting way as well and it can be harder sometimes in rom-coms to sort of go to those um, deeper places but I thought you did that very well and I enjoyed it. All right Valerie. So, yeah, she loves to hate Danger Stevens. And um, I'm just really curious. You said you love to write a loathe to hate or a loathe to love trope. What, yeah. what, um, how did that work out for you in this scenario? And why is her negative um, opinion so very strong? Now, you mentioned that he's this really super likable, nice guy. Um, but he kind of came across as pushy as well. So tell us a little bit about that balance and how you worked that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Dan is fun for me to write because growing up in an all-female family, I feel like that kind of gave him where he, he thinks he understands how women work, but of course that's delusional because no guy can truly ever understand how women work. Um, because so we don't understand bit, either. <laughs> yeah, we don't understand either. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of that hubris, right? Which gives him that, he, he gives him that confidence where he thinks that he knows so he can push her and poke her and, and you know press those buttons to get a reaction out of her, partly because it's fun and that's what he grew up doing with his sisters. And so um, he has that confidence, not always realizing that that doesn't work with everybody. 
And so, especially with someone like Alessia who has severe trust issues and thinks that any guy who is trying to be charming, it must be a flirt like her dad. And so being able to play off of that was a lot of fun because I, I love loathe to love stories. I think they're so much fun if they're done well. Um, I hate to call them hate to love because <laughs> if it's truly hate, then there's way too many obstacles to overcome. And I know that Story Chats has covered that before in other um, episodes. And so, um, <laughs> but also enemies to lovers isn't quite right either because they're really enemies. They, I mean, they don't have anything that they're opposing each other for other than what's in Alessia's head. Right. And so the loathing is a little bit more of what I wanted to focus on. Um, and having her understand that Dan was probably a little bit more complex than the two-dimensional image she had in her mind of who he is. And I think that's a little easy for us to do when we've got parents who aren't perfect um, or even have significant issues that they have impacted us with. And so, you know, as a, as a kid, you look at your parents and it is kind of almost two-dimensionally. It is, it yeah. is hard until you're an adult to understand the complexities of what makes your parents tick. And most of us don't fully get that either. But I think having that in Alessia's mind, knowing that, okay, my dad is this, he's just this way. She almost stereotypes him in her own mind, the way that we sometimes do when we have conflict with parents. Mm -hmm. And so then to realize that, oh, wait, doing that to Dan might not be so fair. So it was just really, it was really fun to be able to work that out and to tease those little pieces of their relationship out into the open. Why did you call him danger? <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't put any thought whatsoever into naming my characters. They name <laughs> themselves. They just do. They name themselves. And so whatever comes out on the paper or, or comes out on the screen as I'm typing, that's typically what just they get named. I put more thought into my side characters' names than I ever do into my hero and heroine. That's so um, apparently he just named himself. <laughs> but he's very emotionally dangerous for her. From her perspective, he is. He's dangerous yeah. because he's oh, yeah. the only person that's really challenging her and has even half a hope of getting beneath all these protective layers she's got around herself as well. So it makes sense from that true. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it when they uh, they fulfill their own name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's more subtle, but not with his. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, indeed. No, and I can't take any credit for it whatsoever because I really do not intend to name him Danger Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Excellent. That's funny. All right, so Dan has a lot of siblings, mm -hmm. um, which is lovely. Because hopefully, right, we're going to see more Stevenses coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's what's the plan there? Well, I haven't made any plans officially other than <laughs> I know that they're coming. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I, I tend to fly by the seat of my pants and um, whoever's yelling the loudest in my head gets their story first. So um <laughs> Is it going to be other than the Stevens family can horn in on that or? Yes, there, oh, no. there, is, there is a chance, but, um, but it is, 
I do have it planned for next year that at least Maeve will get her story because I really, um, Tori's fun and I really love her, but I think she can wait. Mm -hmm. I, I really want, (laughs) I really want to tell Maeve's story. So, um, I, I feel like it will be a very emotional rom-com, I guess. (laughs) Yes. Um, Mm. so yeah. I, but I think, you know, like, um, Courtney Kaisel does it really, really well in her, um, her commit. That was, I think that was the first one in that series, um, because it was with a widower. And so it shouldn't have been so funny. It, you know, it is a rom-com, but there's so many emotional feelings that go along with it. And so, um, I would not mind at all being able to put a little bit of that into the rom-com genre. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, mm. that's fun. So the plan is for them all to be rom-coms? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, are you leaning that way forever and ever and ever? No. Okay. Um, I'm too non-committal to commit to that. Okay. Fair. <laughs> that's legit. So um, it, for right now, that's the vibe I'm feeling. Um, only because, I mean, whatever comes out of me is going to come out of me. And I just, I guess I can just slap a sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it'll work yeah um but um but I love I, I've been on a rom-com reading kick for a few years now probably even before the pandemic and so uh the lighter side of things is really what hits me and of course because it's because how I write I, and the stories that come out of me do have the highs and the lows of the feelings and the complexities and the family chaos and um definitely the truth of my faith that's not going to go anywhere um so I feel kind of like maybe I'll technically be writing kind of rom-com-y ish but it, it will be definitely the Christian bent all right so the next question that we have to answer is why blue Hawaii which <laughs> without having any spoilers that go along with anything of all the things you could have chosen why blue Hawaii <laughs> Um, okay. So I had never actually seen the movie before (laughs) I wrote the book. (laughs) So I started, I started brainstorming and, um, my best friend and I were having a conversation because I kind of knew where I wanted things to go with the story, but I needed the right vehicle and I couldn't quite get there. And so my best friend, Molly, who always bounces off my books with me or from at every stage, every time I'm stuck, it doesn't matter what she's doing. She answers the call. And so, <laughs> um, so I was just throwing some stuff out there in the beginning and she was like, oh, it would be hilarious if they were trying to do like a Hawaiian wedding. And I don't know why that clicked, but it clicked. And so I started just kind of thinking through things and researching some different movies. Um, and then I saw some images of like the wedding scene at the end. And I thought, okay, I, I can so make this work, but I have to watch the movie. <laughs> so then I watched the movie and I'm sitting there going, okay, my, my Gen X eyes are not understanding why, <laughs> why this movie um, <laughs> was made, but that's okay. Um, so some of, some of the opinions of the characters may or may not be reflected, um, <laughs> of, of, of a certain author, but <laughs> not all of them, but maybe most of them. <laughs> That's funny. So you've, you've hinted at this wedding. So do, is it 
giving anything away to say whose wedding we're talking about here? Or? Not at all. I, I think I think it's in the description. Um, because even though currently it is in the Merry Christmas collection with some ebooks from other authors, um, it'll be released next year by itself. And I already put the paperback by itself up. And so um, I'm pretty sure it's already in the description that it's um, an octogenarian wedding for the senior center that Alessi works at, mm -hmm. which is not technically a senior center. It's, it's a high-end retirement community. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very high-end. Very high, yeah, incredibly really fun. Incredibly high. <laughs> yes. It's the kind yeah. of place I'd like to retire to one day. Right. I think it would be and fantastic. <laughs> we have two. Yeah, we have two in Albuquerque. Um, well, one in Albuquerque and one in Rancho that are very much like what I was describing. So it was really fun to do a little bit of that research. Excellent. Very yeah. good. Uh, does anybody have anything more to ask JC? I think I'm good. I don't see anything I'm, more on my notes. Yep, yeah, no, I'm good as well. Do you have anything that you wish that we had asked you or commented on? <laughs> um, Open-ended question here. Oh gosh, all of the pressure. I know. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um. Well, so I had posted a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was like a month or so ago, when I was kind of trying to hint at what I was writing. And about how much I share in common with the way Alessia's mind works. <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun to be able to put um, some different things in. And I didn't intend to do it. It's just that, you know, as I'm writing her character, she starts just like her brains going off on all of the different squirrel tracks. <laughs> and I catch myself going, oh, Jen, stop writing yourself. Okay. Write another person. <laughs> <laughs> so this is autobiographical is that what we're saying <laughs> yeah not at all not at all but apparently uh the way her mind works is just a little too familiar <laughs> a little bit of insight there into the author that's exciting yes yeah there's, <laughs> there might be a little bit of her head in my head so or my head in hers but <laughs> it's good. a scary scary place <laughs> most authors heads are uh yeah yes yeah terrifying it is, yeah <laughs> it is true all right. Well, tell us what what's coming up next. Do you have anything officially planned coming soon? <sighs> well, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, this year, well, after after 2021, <laughs> yeah, I spent all of last year just doing too much recovery. Sure. Um, and part of that recovery was a severe case of burnout. Um, and most of this year I fought that too. So this is like the first book that I feel like I've written that is really me. Um, and so since, um, since I had COVID and so, um, it's been really nice to be able to do that. So I'm kind of just trying to enjoy easing my mind back into the rhythm of writing, um, not pressuring myself to push too hard, too fast to do something that isn't natural. Um, so I feel like at the moment, if a story strikes me, then I just want to chase that tra that rabbit trail and see what comes out and see how it shapes up and then do with it what I can. Um, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of praying about what's next and which story needs to be <laughs> the priority because there are a lot of them right now, sure. um, which I'm so grateful for because for most of this year, I had nothing oh. at all. And it was really hard. Um because I got really frustrated at myself and second guessing. And am I supposed to do this author thing? I don't know. 
difficult. I though. can understand how that would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burnout mm. is burnout is no joke. That is um yeah, not fun. Yeah, no, mm. it is it was really hard and it's just it's discouraging so it was nice to be able to take that break this this year and just kind of re-release a bunch of the books that I'd written previously um I think I had five or six collections over the last few years that had all disbanded within the last year and a half and I have not had any time to or brain space to do anything with them so I've been concentrating on that I have uh one or two more to relaunch you know over the next couple of months and we'll get that done and then um and then I can do fun stuff it's new excellent for fun stuff yeah (laughs) tell everyone where they can find you and your books online (sighs) currently most of my books are um on Amazon through Kindle Unlimited and um available for for purchase there Uh, I'm working towards expanding that in the next year as well so Hopefully I'll be everywhere with uh, at least a few of my titles. <laughs> you can find me on social media and I love people joining my email community at jcweaver.com slash newsletter. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, JC, for being here today and chatting about this very, very fun. Uh, is, is it a novella? Because it felt like it read quickly. Or is it long um, and it just read quickly? <laughs> it is a, it's technically a short novel because it's like 55,000 words. So. Okay, so it's a normal length. It just, it's the page. We ran into this in a couple of books in recent episodes where I've been like, it felt short. And then we look and it's, it's not short. <laughs> it just, just reads really well. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a good really thing. Excellent. That is a good well, thing. Well, thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah. So we will not be here next week because it will be Christmas weekend and we are taking Friday the 22nd off. So there are plenty of episodes if you need a story chats fix that you can go find. (laughs) Um, But um, we do wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas full of the joy of Jesus, which is the whole reason that we celebrate. So uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, we'd love to know your thoughts in the comments on YouTube or on our Facebook page. You can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you do happen to be over there on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you do that, then you'll know that you don't miss an episode next week because there won't be one, but you just won't get a notification about that. So, but on purpose. So be a non-notification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We will see you not next week, but the week after. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.